Hey guys, it's your girl, Erin Noon K, the CEO and founder of Claiming Disability LLC. Today's guest, Keith Jones, is an Emmy winning music and lyricist from the Netflix documentary, Rising Phoenix. If you're not familiar with Rising Phoenix, it's a documentary about Paralympians and he is just really amazing i love learning about his musical journey i think you guys are really gonna like it please enjoy hey guys i am running behind today my apologies i usually like to start right at one and i was walking my dog in this beautiful weather and i lost track of time i am very excited about the guest we have joining us today let's see sorry uh, all right. No. Hold on just a second, Keith. My phone is doing something weird. And it's not. You've missed me. Well, that's kind. I've been right here. I've just been doing. I just invited my friend Keith. Jones to join me on the live today. I'm so stoked to talk to him. This is my first Emmy winner on the show today. So I am like, I'm just like, you wouldn't even believe. Right. Hello, hello, hello. Hold on. Hi. Let me try to look too crazy. All right. All right. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Keith? You've had a busy few weeks. Yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> seems that way. It's been um, it's you know, it's it's funny now that that people that things are like, or they things are, are appearing more. Cool. Um, so it's always cool. I'm really appreciative of the opportunity to talk about work to do. Work. You know, and now people say, ooh, you got an award, right? You know, people like, ooh. Everybody wants a piece of you now, baby. Like, that's just, that's the way it goes. Which, by the way, your talent agency just popped on and said hi. Hey. So, I, I've been keeping my tabs on you even before, you know, this amazing Emmy win. I have just been watching you and and like I said in my post, we connected initially over merch because I was like, there needs to be some awesome, like, black, like, disability rights merch out here. And I'm like, you're it. You've got, like, shoes and shirts and masks. And I just, I liked that you, I don't know, like, every time I see a picture of you, like, when you post on Instagram, I just get, like, 
the 1970s, like disability rights, like, you know, power, man. Like, I don't know. Well, they, it, it, it's funny because I, I kind of, well, think about the merchandise. I kind of always was like, let's do something that is cool. And damn it, we could. Um, there's, you know, I, I think the older I've gotten, um, it's it, it, it's taken on a little more meaning. When I was young, I just wanted something that just looked good. Like, I mean, I'm old, I still want something to look good. But I wanted to mean something that looked good. Um, and so all the pictures, you know, when I'm, I'm not really good on social media, even though I'm on it. Um, a lot of that really been because behind the scenes, the work people are like, we didn't know we could do, you know, X. We didn't know we could write a movie. We didn't know we could write songs. We didn't, yeah, they did, but they were in places where supported. And you know, for me, if I'm if I, every time I go somewhere, if I, if one person that can open up the door for somebody else, then so be it. You know, so that's sort of how I've been trotting through the last. 25 years of disability, activism, art, poetry. It's just, I mean, I like I like doing it, but if, it ain't no fun if my people can't have to quote an old hip-hop song. Um, legit, which I'm all about, like, uh, Biggie. I mean, I feel like everybody is. Victoria's B.I.G. for the young ones in here. But I mean, like, <laughs> And I love, like, your crew, Crip Hop Nation, gives me that, like, vibe. You and Leroy, and, like, I love that. Like, and I love how you have conversations. I was looking at some of your videos today. I was, I loved how you had some of your conversations that hip-hop, particularly, isn't accessible to the disabled community. I mean, you've had, like, conversations about like people needing ASL and stuff like that. And if a rapper is doing that kind of stuff, I don't know about like Little Nas or like the baby or anything, but it'd be really cool if they had ASL interpreters at their concerts. You know what I mean? Well, it, that the part that makes me um, mad, it's maddening, I won't use a pejorative, um, is it's not even that it's complicated, right? Like it's not like like I've I've been doing hip hop since hip hop was hip hop. Like I fell in love. With hip hop was hip hop. Okay, like I go back. Gangsters Paradise, friend. I'm playing. I'm old school. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like excuse me, it looks weird. My phone keeps trying to time me out. Um, it's one of the things where you sit back, you think you. Know, like it's protest music. Like it came out of the hood from us. And even like I remember writing my rhymes and trying to get in battle ciphers. They're like, "No, dude, you too crippled to rap." I'm like, I'm, I like "Protest music, but you don't want to allow me into the protest." Then like you like, "Are you really doing protest?" I mean, but that that cuts across hip hop. That cuts across. Theater, it cuts across everything. It's once you get to the disability point, then there's all of a sudden, like, yeah, you know, we oppressed enough that can't be talking about our oppression. But, but they have 
um, you know, you're an RB, you're an opera singer. If you are doing you should have what we used to call and what we still call communication access. It's cultural. So the venues are universally accessible, filter accessible, making sure you have you know, audio description, making sure you have communication, make sure you have the card. Okay, so my old secret story, it used to be my job. That was a baby. But yeah, that's kind of like, so we carry that through our work. That's why when you see a podcast, we have uh, one of our co-hosts using uh, AAC. That's why we have ASL. We do caption. You know, we can't talk about it. We're not going to be about it, so. Exactly. And I know you've done you've done some major events like ADA Lead On. And I mean those are events that, you know, pride themselves on being accessible, you know, essentially to the Hollywood community, which you are a part of. Hey. And so I'm getting some questions from some of my folks in here. Yes. The disabled musicians who also uh, want to know about you. So for those of you guys who missed the beginning, I'm sorry, I was stumbling a little bit. It's been a while since I've done a live. This is my friend, Keith Jones. And if you're not familiar with what he's up to, he just won an Emmy for Outstanding Musical Performance and Lyrics in the Netflix documentary, Rising Phoenix. And I think, I mean... Especially with the issues we be having uh, at the Emmys this year, I just like when I saw you put your Emmy in your wheelchair. I don't know if you know this, but that photo was powerful, dude. That was powerful. Like even though you tried to keep us out, we're gonna go back in. Like. <laughs> Uh, did you know, like, God, I mean, that for me, when I saw, like, your image in your wheelchair, I was like, yes, that shit right there. Yeah. Like, it's funny. I had told, um, because, like, you know, either, I'm looking at it now. I feel like, like I, watch it, I walk up to it and I poke at it, like, I'm waiting for somebody to come take it back. <laughs> um, because it, it, it's... You've been looking around the corner being like, oh, my God, somebody going to take this thing, right? <laughs> But this is, yeah, um, I, I, I put the, 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 the reason I put this in the wheelchair to take the picture was, um, one was it was it was it, I, I knew that it, it had a symbol. Although the, the beauty that hearing you talk about it is that it has, it has much more symbolism than I imagined. Because when I put it in the wheelchair, it took the picture, and you know, because worked. Uh, it was really I understood what the wheelchair looked. The wheelchair has one armrest, it has no brakes, and it's rusty and it's old. And if uh, I, I mean, I'm sitting on my rusty walker here. I mean, right? and that's kind of a whole nother thing about how we are not able to get appropriate medical equipment that's that's a conversation for a little right. day am i right my friend like and that's and that's why I, and, and so it had multiple um 
I mean, it, it, it was that very much like, look, I, you know, I'm doing all this. Leroy likes to say it a lot. We do all of this on SSI dollars. Like, there is no, like, nobody's breaking down the door to be like, oh, here, Crip Hop, here's $100 million. Or here's so touching experiences because you've done policy work. Like, you work in all these areas. Let's go do this. We are not um, the running joke. Well, the fact is, if you get rich in social justice, you want it wrong. Right, so you know there is no problem. You should not. Nobody should have died being activist because people are stupid at making public, or because people are only willing to tinker around the edges as opposed to solving the problem. So you know the the, the picture will statue was sort of the juxtaposition. Like I think that I go out this. I'm still black in America. I'm still black and disabled in America. And that means but I may or may not be coming back if I go. It won't be because I don't want to come back. It's because of the society has set. So the reality that we exist in this is never lost. I mean, I'm absolutely like that we got Emmy for an award that is strong for and by and of with disability in a document or by and of people with disabilities. I'm not sure if that's ever happened. And it's not. It's not. You be the only one. Like it's I mean, and that's amazing. And I I thought it was really interesting because when you I was reading your interview with Spotify, you kind of had that like you know what I'm talking about? Like, you were like, I, when you're talking about music as a movement, right. there's a lot of, you know, rappers like you're talking about who don't want their sound to become too commercial. Biggie, Puffy, you know, before he was P. Diddy, yeah. he was Puffy, and he didn't want his, you know, music to become too commercial to you know you know what i'm talking about yeah. we're talking about right. in that interview right. but i think for you like you saying like disabled people we don't get the opportunities we don't win Emmy. we don't we don't get these kinds of opportunities right. so for me keith you are not selling out friend you are giving us a voice that we have never had oh well and that you know, but that's the goal. The goal when we started Crip Hop, actually the goal has always been to to show that regardless of how your human condition is, right? Cerebral palsy, autism, Tourette's, Down syndrome, you know, neuromuscular, mental health, that that part of your humanity is not definitive of your humanity. It's not definitive of your talent, your potential or your creative your creative back. But is the thing is stupid people are when when when, when picking your personality. That they, I don't like you, Aaron, because you have terrible And so that makes you smarter that you chose one aspect of my humanity and decided to keep me over here. So when we so when we do the music, I know when I write my song, I do real hip hop. It ain't a crossover, but like when you. There is no ambiguity about who I am. 
is the, the MC with CP. Like, like, how do you match with somebody rolling up in the wheelchair and the girls looking at you like, ew, you don't know the him because he's in the wheelchair? Or what do you like to try to in your full in the fullness of your humanity when everybody else is as opposed to them happy for you, they have to pick on the part of it. Why do you walk like that? Why do you, like that? Why do you drool when you talk. Like well now I say, well, because I'm an Emmy winner. <laughs> I say it now because I say it now because we we have started a movement or movement um organization that affected the whole world that that centered justice centered in creative creating giving people the opportunity that unless you're that that good or like or the inspiration for oh god they're so amazing like yeah that's but I got a whole squad of them that's nice like I know disabled rappers I know I know this place. I know I know people who fit in our humanity who who have talents because be deaf blind or you know, they speak a different language or they process information that they're kept out. So I was like, Well, you know what the hell with y'all? We'll do it. Yes. So we do it. And you know, and if the rest of the world don't want to come, well damn it, we'll do it ourselves. Um, you be like dragging the world along, like, hello, I be winning Emmys and doing a lot of amazing stuff. Like, so, um, you know, for anyone who's listened to your music, it's a little, so the documentary is a little different in terms of like the music that you use. And you're a composer, I'm assuming, I don't know anything about music, so. Actually, I'm gonna let you tell me because you know, I mean, how how do you go from like you know, crip hop to like a symphony style where it's like very moving and like you've got Jean Baptiste like telling his story and Matt Stuntman and and it's it's very like it's a different kind of sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and. I we have, to give, we have to give the music composition all the credit to Daniel Pemberton. It was Daniel Pemberton brought on uh, to do the score. And so the story behind Crip Hop ending up that song, <laughs> ending up in it, it being one of the drivers in behind the soundtrack, is that um, they had reached out because of the pandemic. The goal was for Daniel to work with this village artist around uh, London because it was about the pandemic. But he had to do things remotely. And they were looking for um, people to do the title track. So they had reached out to Lloyd years back, um, but they chose to go uh, more well-known artists, whatever. Uh, and they came to us. And Leroy, and Leroy was like, no, if you're going to put people on the Tony, <laughs> like you need George, and so I actually got. Yeah, I ended up on the song was a well in my was because when I got the original, no, y'all don't need me on it. It's like no, we gotta have you on it. I was, all right. So, I, I didn't have you be like this. I was like, 
like what? Like, like, like I'm like like I'm. I'm you know, as much as people are like, oh my God, you have such an ego. Like, nah, I know when something's good. You know what I mean? Like, I I give credit for credit. And the irony was, we were working on ADA 30, and I get an email. The leader was like, they need you on the song. I was like, they don't need me on the song. He's like, they call you. So on a Sunday, I get an email. On a Monday, I get the, I get the track, and I get the document. for my verse Monday night and send it back. But thing happened. Literally, like 30 hours. It was the craziest thing ever. Now, you know, going on a year and a year and months out, it, it, it shows what perseverance is. Right? Like, if you stick to it, the trip hop has been 15. Like, we've been, we've done things all over the world, but it's not, but you know, we, we move in a place where people with disabilities don't, don't get no love, you know. They, they should have the national on TV, right? Like, as be on platforms that are, well, you know, today it's disability awareness. They're going to do something, well, they let's go get the disability. Right? Like, it should, oh, they got a dope ass TV show. Or, wow, yeah. did you see that crazy scene in the daytime drama with the girl who took off because he was cheap? Like that, but people are people are more hesitant to accept you for who you are and more and and are either and are more reticent and more um separate you from. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know. I mean, I know. We know lots of people in our circles who are disabled, who are writers, who want to be composers, who want to do sound mixing, who want who do a lot of things like I'm I'm a behind the scenes type of gal. So it's like I love behind the scenes because I know behind the scenes is how we make things great. Yes. And having disabled people on every step of the way like and not just be thrown on a project like you're saying like you know where it's like oh we need disabled people because it's like an afterthought where it's like you know and again like it's like what happened at the emmys it's like i don't understand when we have so many disabled actors so many people out here like you who are so ridiculously visible like why we can't just hire us it's like my shirt says paying disabled content creators like it's all simple like you don't need to have a movie where you don't involve disabled people you you create a movie that has us involved and it'll be the most authentic thing, you know, that'll come out of Hollywood because we know what it's like. And it's like with your music, especially, I love how you guys are like working in aspects of being disabled. Like you're talking about like your wheelchair. And I don't know, you got that one gal on the track. I don't know her name, but like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to stand up and we're going to be, like, and it's about, like, rising up. And I can see, like, 
a lot of people being like, oh, you know, we don't want to rise up or whatever. But it's talking, when I listen to the music, it's talking about the struggle of disability. Yes. Like with your music, like, and especially with the hip hop influence, what's it about? It's about the freaking struggle of getting out. Right. Getting out. Right. Fuck the police. Like, are you kidding me? getting out like and we're it's like we're trapped in this scenario where like you said you're an Emmy winner but yet we're stuck in poverty I'm on social security you're on social security but we all be on social you know what I mean and it doesn't matter like the struggle feels real bad because you know we can do all these amazing things but still be in entrenched in poverty still have to deal with these oppressive systems yeah and i think that's so the the the, the larger mission um so just so my music career is funny so i when as a kid i was like i'm gonna be a singer i'm gonna do all these things i did talent shows singing you know when i like about the bars you know it's doing all this like michael jackson stuff and then I hit puberty and discovered all the wrong things in life. <laughs> and I was oh, like, no. uh, uh, you know, but gold was always, you know, even when I, even when I switched over like music has always been there. It wasn't, it wasn't the love of the art or even the creative process. It was always the societal structure that wanted me to fit in in, in, a, in a place because society was not because it was equitable, but because but you don't see and you don't have to be wigged out about the way. Well, like if you if you put Johnny in the back room, you don't have to be wigged out about him being blind, or you or you don't have to be bothered and come with somebody. And so the music and the art, everything as an artist for me has been informed by life, like. I'm the, I lived in upstate New York and went to a, went to a school where I was the only black anything. The only thing other than the only thing black in it. And I and I got I desegregated school, and you can imagine what happened. So yeah. you you go to Boston and from busing you deal with that. So it's a backdrop and a narrative to just the community. That people who profess to be intelligent are usually making the not based on information or just empathy. They take it on the fact that bias and and they've codified it public policy. There's no reason that we need to be. There's no reason for it to be poverty. That's a society systemic decision. Made by people who, for some other reason, have devalued our standards on our human condition. That's going to be the case. And screw you, but it is known. I'm also going to work to the under unrighted. Also, run for office to get your ass out of there because we actually are part of like all of the trees, right? Like we we have families, we have siblings. We have relatives, we have husbands, we have friends. And for it to be a time to separate us because 
you're not comfortable with my human condition. Separate me because you don't like don't like the way that I communicate. You are comfortable with my process. Problem doesn't lie, right? The problem lies with the person making negative judgment. So when we do music, that's why I walking on this event. Like, like, I don't care what you or how you show up. If you're decent and you're trying to be have a positive I'm good with you all. Right? But if you show up, I well, you got a problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, but it, it's just, I, I like, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm shifting my energy. Like, I'm stepping back in the so, Doing this, you know, in the trenches, work trying to educate the community in the world. But at a certain point, you start going like y'all like, <laughs> like like y'all just like people towards people with disability because there's no other reason for it other than the fact that you're not. And so we put and so you know and and you know one that we do this week go through breakups, we do go through, you know, we do have criminal tendencies, like we are human. Yes. But, you know, we are human. We show up. In the- I am going to tell you that you're cutting out just a little bit. Okay. And I, I'm not sure how to fix that, but I am going to add captions like to this yes. after the fact, and I'll be posting videos, but I've like what you're saying, like we're human, you yeah. know. We're really like you're talking about. I got into some shit, which, by the way, all rappers do. All the good yes. ones were into shit, like Biggie and Tupac. I mean, honestly, they were out each other. They were out each other. So they were in some shit, like. And I'm not. No, I'm not saying that we should be that way or whatever, but like back in the 90s, it was about turf war, right? And being tough and, you know, showing that side. But again, like, disabled people are part of that. We live in poverty. We do drugs. (laughs) We abuse alcohol. Like, for real though, like, it's a huge problem for people with disabilities and alcoholism. I had a problem with it myself. Like, and again, I think it's because, you know, people look at people with disabilities like we're angelic, right. you know, so you're kind of like that, that like polar opposite. You're coming into the hip hop scene and you're like a disabled person and they are like, oh, aren't you all nice and sweet? And you're like, nah, like yeah. this. This is my life. Do you know what I've been through? You want to hear about the struggle, like... Right, right, right. And, and, you know, I keep laughing because you talk about Biggie and Tupac. I was in college. I, okay, I graduated high school in 88. I started college. So, but, but, I'm, but again, I've been doing hip-hop since I started. So, I did my talent show, and the guy who discovered New Edition and New Kids on the Block... It was like, we need to find you to a record deal. That was 85, 86. So, um, I mean, we had brush, we, you know, had brushes where people were like, oh, you good. But I also, where 
I was told I was too crippled to rap, right? Bullshit. You were just the right amount of cripple, like. But again, it goes to that, you know, it's, it's you know, people, people want to have a, a very flat conversation about nuance. Like, you can have the conversation about hip hop, but if you're gonna have about the conversation as an art form, fine. If you're gonna have to talk about it as a construct or how other groups have have visualized the creators of the hip hop. Because when we was growing up, hip hop wasn't supposed to last as eighty four. And then when I'm doing it in ninety and when I'm opening up with Chub Rock and Wu Tang and Gangstar and all that stuff. <laughs> And yeah, so we like we like we did our thing, but you know, I remember my man taking me to a thing he was doing with Public Enemy. He was like, "Yo, you need to listen to my man." He handed him the CD. Was like, "Yo, he's dope." Blah 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 blah. My CD that on the street. Chuck B walked away, and it was you know it wasn't that was nice. It was like, well, I don't look like you know, and this is analogous to you know when Crip Hop started. When talking about EQ rappers and they just talk about their life. I'm like, but that's it about who you are. And so now it's one of the things where you can fall back and looking at hip hop is almost it's fifty now, right? And you say, we're still having discussions about whether or not there can be a rappers. We're still talking about whether or not rappers with disabilities, right? Like, quiet just kept. I'm one of the night going. <laughs> like, if, 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 if it's a question of, you know, skill set, lyrical content, production value, you know, I'm the total package. But you won't get that. You know, us being outside of, hey, go click my YouTube video, or hey, you know, come play my SoundCloud. There is no large scale um, push to put with disabilities across any platform. And I've got one here, maybe here, some here. But Crip Hop, we 15% of the planet. That's just us. Like, that's not even that's not even our mothers and our fathers. So by abstention, we're half the planet. So if you're not smart enough in your business, say let's go get this talent tap into that market, then that's not my problem. Which is why we own the company, we own the product, do what we do. It would be nice. Would I love a deal? Would somebody come along? Absolutely. Am I holding my breath? No. Uh, I mean, it's a real conversation, like you said, if disabled people are ever going, I mean, like, not commercial, but, like, but commercial, yeah, like, where, you know, we have a disabled rapper, we have Crip Hop Nation, that's like a household name, like, and I'm, I'm saying hi to my girl, Marie, hi, Marie, hey, how you doing, um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, Keith, I don't know if I'm holding my breath for that. I don't know. Because, I mean, just this year with the MTV Awards, people threw fit because little Nas because he's gay. And it's like, again, we're, we are breaking barriers in the rap industry and the hip-hop industry 
that has never been broken. Like, but why hasn't disability gotten, you know what I mean? Like, Biggie had a disability. Like, he had a stigma in his eye. Like, but his disability was like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He's not that disabled, so he was okay. And he'd be like, I like it when you call me Papa. And they were all like, okay with it because it was Biggie. And he had, you know, when he was rapping on the streets, he had that big, booming, intimidating voice that like made everybody like bow down, you know? Right. And, and I think that's. The challenge disability has had, whether it's been in social justice or economics or employment or school integration, that we are, for lack of a better phrase, I used to tell people, even when I do trainings, is that people look at people with disabilities and go, but for the grace of God, right? They look at it, oh my, Aaron, I can't even imagine waking up in the morning and being a person like you with terrible palsy. Oh, you're so strong, right? I know. I just got to for rolling out of bed today. I really do. Like, <laughs> you know, I actually ate by myself. Like, that, and, and so my frustration has not been that we don't have access. My frustration is that where people show up and intentionally they claim to be intelligent, they have rationalized their hatred, their body, and use it as barriers to include. So you won't see me on the music was not because we ain't not, but because the music has curated a particular kind of level of um, stardom that they want to put. Um, that's why you get certain mega stars who have a bajillion plays on the Virginian things where that's where you can get in certain places. If you go back and check out anybody entertainment, 80% of them probably had somebody that was already in the industry. Like if you go back and just look at it, it's and my man was so and so who used to do such and such. And that's all good except when my brother who raps who has a disability. So, you know, or it's like I want to be Porn star, right. well, you know, people, people have sex, or I want to, uh, well, you know, this, like all of that on presuming that somebody doesn't have to kill which for me, as an individual, as a person, determination is you are dumber than the back because you're clearly saying that you're more intelligent, except at a very level of that intelligence. The way you are deciphering your on your personal comfort with my disability versus can't actually do it. Yeah. And so, so if you say, oh my God, Aaron, I love you. I love, I love the fact that you're a white woman and you have purple palsy, but more like a man's day. I mean, nothing personal. When something comes up, we'll call you. Like, kiss my. So you don't like me because I'm this way. Well, I don't like you, but you don't see me running over there trying to lock you out of school because you, because you, because your breast milk bad. You know, like I guess I guess for me, um, coming off of um, the statue actually showing up door and me still looking at it like we right. It, um, how, how, 
I use this to help other people get to those same spots? How can we how can we show, not even show, how can we build something that is in that is there for us? You know, how can we you know that's how a that's how a universe started. That's how Telemundo started. You know, that like we, we built for us by us. And you know, and that, so we are in the in the process of putting it your channel. Do just that. Now how successful got tell, but we're in the very early stage put that together so that people can have like you the channel. Like you wanna see some weird ass over here because we got we got five, we got we have comedy, we have talk shows, we have music, all of that. So that's the plan in twenty twenty two is to at least start giving our community a place to go so they can see that I mean, I don't know if you know this, Keith, but you're kind of a big deal. Like you're talking about these people who are calling you up, like, hey, we should do this soundtrack, we should do this record, and then you're like, I don't want to work with these motherfuckers. I don't want to work with them either. You know what I mean? But like we have I do know what you mean because we have to work with folks. Yeah. to get stuff done like it's like you said our message sometimes is bigger than you know our egos of like eh, i don't really uh, want to work with this person because yeah. like you said whether it's back in the day like you and i experienced where people were making fun of us and calling us stupid and saying the r word and all that shit. Yeah. like you know or it's now People still have those preconceived notions about people with disabilities. We're lazy. We're not smart. We can't get stuff done. You know, we're not the we're not the type of people that should be working on a movie. But you proved wrong, Keith. Uh, Woo! I gotta get excited about that. I do have a question from my friend Zach here. I don't know if you can see. And he said, considering that disability cuts across all social, economic, um, racial, gender groups, why is it so difficult to get a similar sort of cultural celebration? Well, let me, well okay, so I'm, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put on my sociological because I'm the sociologist by trade. So I mean, I feel that. Um, yeah, I, the, the answer is, and there's so without getting too nuanced and too deep in the weeds, it's real simple. You know, disability does cause cause it, but it does not protect anybody from being racist, sexist, misogynistic, xenophobic. Like, it within the disability community, there, um, this, there's ableism. I'm well. You know, I'm I'm not deaf. I, I'm just hard of hearing. Or I'm not blind. I'm just low vision. I'm not. I don't use wheelchair. I just, like we've gotten to the point where we we self segregate because we you know for whatever reason. So you know, I I push you know old enough to remember the question of is, is there such thing as a disability? Oh, right? There's such thing. Now I say. That, since we, we we are the thing that cuts across everything to be cool with everybody. I think we cool with everybody. Um, 
We are the coolest. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, you're not wrong. Like, for real. Like, like, <laughs> totally cool, you know, but I think in terms of the answer to the question, how do we get a culture celebration? It's two things, really. It's acknowledging that, you know, we don't have to like everybody in order for everybody to win. Structure into place um, for the disability community. We have to start ourselves, you know, even louder now. Particularly those who are in in positions of power or in influence, whatever that means. That if you're smart as a business person, you would want to tap into. If you're smart as an entertainer, you would want to smart. But if you just want to be asked about it. Like people just well, it's saying I respect you more if you tell me you don't have anything. You think they blow smoke on my book. Talking about, I don't know if we can be blue. No, that's not the issue. In your home, you don't have to like me, but in in work, employment, employment, healthcare, economic development, you don't get to be an actor. You don't like the way I wear my hair. Like you don't get to an answer because I'm for ramps, right? Like you don't get to do that. And that's what this this is So just because I don't yell at you and I won't. For us as a community, it will take um, you know, the ADA is thirty one years old. And I'm saying yes, sir. Now, and I'm hearing conversations I've heard for thirty years. And I personally am like, I'm waiting. I'm not even. I'm not even waiting. I used to wait when I was young. But now it's like I'm. I'm either going to do it. I'm going to just be all this. You know, places. We need to, as a community, understand that not everybody. You don't have to like everybody. We're all. This the statement I make. Not a fully realized movement. Are fully like you cannot talk about. For black people and people of black disabilities, you can't talk about migrant rights and then ignore migrants with disabilities. You can't talk about social, women's reproductive rights and not talk about the fact that most 
places are inaccessible for women who just want basic. Yes. Oh my god! Like, like you, you know, you can't move in those spaces, and and I get to talk that trash because I've been doing it. I've been moving in all those spaces, and then the problem I'm having is like I'm the only, like one of two, and so when the community, if the community says I'm only this. You know, you're in our, here's another saying that I will say it. Our independence is interdependent. Like, it is not. Like, we, like, I'm independent, you are, but you don't run the power station. You don't grow the food. You didn't put the road in. You don't do the mail. So you're kind of not independent. You are independent life. Like, but your independence is dependent upon farmers, electrical workers. People who do the IT to keep the web up. People had to crazy when IG and Facebook was down. But that also, in this community, we should have the ability to build our own version of Facebook. That's what capitalism is. Capitalism is not a guy. You do it, you do it good. And so I'm hoping that our community start taking ownership of what we of our talent our potential and start using it to build, build ourselves and to build more into our Sir, may I speak candidly, please? Yes. Thank you, sir. I 100% agree with what you just said. I mean, there were so many concepts interwoven there. You know, you're talking about capitalism. You're talking about the interdependence of the disabled community you're talking about the fact that we struggle amongst ourselves with philosophies and various you know ideologies that we all you know embrace you know i'm on one side of the spectrum you're on the other side you know what i mean like and that's fine but for me and other disabled people that i've talked to this Split that we have in the disabled community is not serving us. And like you said, a lot of it is due to ableism. A lot of it is due to people don't want to be identified as disabled people or whatever it is. But I would like to see more unification, but I also understand that we're all different and we all have different opinions. I think Personally, I think that the able-bodied community just wants to group us all together and be like, oh, we just, we one thing. But like you said, if we took the time, now this sounds bad because, you know, we're all anti-capitalism, but when you're talking about people with disabilities, we don't have the luxury of being anti-capitalism because we're out here struggling for our freaking lives like right right and we we can't you know so we're out here slinging merch we're out here having 60 million jobs you know like you have like i have just to get work because let's be honest if we were really honest about national disability employment awareness month we don't be saying we've all been kicked out of an interview because we look disabled as fuck. Like, uh, say it again for the people. I mean, I mean, look, I know my black ass can't roll up in there and be like, and then they'll see me and then I can go home and put some 
blonde dye in my hair and name changed my name to Steven. Like I'm still gonna roll in black than the motherfucker. <laughs> and so um I think there's so for me coming up, you know, pre ADA, literally coming out of the you know, the civil rights movement, being born into the birth of the black power movement, transitioning into the black intellectual movement until now. Just in the sociological and white uh, white America and indigenous America and indigenous nations that had negotiated um realities of the dominant culture. Like ableism is learned by racism and sexism are learned by the in two thousand nine I did change the definition of disability. Disability does not reside in the individual, it resides in the community. So yes, I have cerebral palsy, but I ain't disabled if I can actually roll my wheelchair store. Then I'm a wheelchair that has cerebral palsy versus the reason I can't get into classes because some educational policies that a child with like this can't play. Not disabled. That you know, so you know, and I go back to traditional space what decision makers who have intellectualized and rationalized their biases towards gender and human identity and use that in a mode of fashion in which they have governed policy that affects in a hundred million, two hundred million people. I've I pulled that say if it's only five hundred people in Congress, how the hell did they get there to constantly get the right to rub gasoline button be dirty? And like I'm trying to ask so as for the community, we have some we have the article about if I ran for office twice but running for office, they were like, We would love to vote for you, but if you vote, then we just gonna be wasting our vote. I'm like, Did you have a black man vote? You wasting your vote when people who look like people murdered for even having concept wanting to vote? Like so what is this this is a democracy, a democracy that is dominated by two political parties. But that doesn't have like the community does not have to be in poverty. We have the we have the, what we are dealing with is people who are sexist and ableist and just don't who are comfortable with that and and they will use other things. To, but the reason we have bias healthcare. There's a reason women are fighting to control quote unquote over their own body. Oh my god, say again, say again. These are you know, and so you know, so yeah, I do the music, but the music is 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 escapism because on the daily basis I got three daughters. I got three daughters in the my daughters are thirteen and seven, twin girls and they're black girls. And so watching it, I, you know, I'm a mama's boy, so, you know, I'm just I'm women are superheroes to me. But women are superheroes, which is why when we say this real quick, um, I, it, it, it irritates me that those who don't, those who, you can't have a position if your mama don't give you birth. If your mama don't bring you into the world, you can't be, you can't turn out to be a man. Right? Like, if there's a woman, there's no man. That's just, I mean, you can get existential work. 
good health care, bro. But if she don't get good health care, she's not taking care of the nutrition. Before she take the first break. So to, to not to not honor that 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 and to say just because she used touches because she broke that then that belies your intelligence. And so in this space where we are with people with disabilities using our art is hopefully the level of intelligence to, of, of the people we're talking to say, listen, the reason humans are brilliant is because we have the ability to empathize, to learn, and to be compassionate towards other humans and to not be destructive to their But it's cheaper to, it's cheaper to kill us. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a just what you're saying, like, I mean, I'm anti the patriarchy, y'all, because I feel like if we didn't have to deal with some, I mean, because a lot of these ideals that Keith is, like, you know, articulating so beautifully is, like, the reason we deal with ableism, the reason we deal with this, like, you know, smothering sense of capitalism you know, it contributes to depression and all that stuff that I was talking about the other day is because of a patriarchal society. And that's not to say I'm blaming men because women can be contributors to the patriarchal society. I mean, they can, they can, sir. And it's because we've been born with that ideology. I was born, you know, with the thought that you have to look a certain way to get men to be attracted to you or whoever. Like, and that's, that's patriarchy. And that came from my mom. I wasn't raised by my dad. I was raised by my mom. So, like, I'm also a mom's girl. But these ideals have been ingrained in us, you know. These ideals that we have to look a certain way, be a certain way. And... You know, hip-hop is very patriarchal, too, and some of the themes that they talk about, you know, it's, it's that. But then, but then you got women on the other side, like you got Lil' Kim, and then you got Cardi B, and then you got Nicki Minaj. Hey. So there's kind of like a reclaim of it all. So I don't know, you know? I mean... It, 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 so when people talk about, oh, now there's, there's art, and then there's the interpretation of what that art means, right? So, like, if I do a song, and I got, I got some, I got some raunchy ass songs too. Uh, I but, mean, why not? Uh, <laughs> but, but as a, but again, the people go, how did you write those songs? And you have daughters. I'm like, listen, let me stop you first. The reason my daughters can listen to a song and not internalize it. This is because I'm teaching them critical thinking skills. Thank you, sir. Thank That's you for being a good dad. There is an understanding that there's a distinct payment and reality. And number three, every if you don't know it for yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody tells you. You need to know for yourself your information. Like I always tell people, like, oh, my God, Google it. Like, like the one thing in the world is what I, what I know, you can't know, right? And so when it comes to hip hop and all, I've heard it 
Oh, Keith, you doing that gutter music trying to get us all killed? You talking about guns and There's a distinction about my art reflecting my reality. You use my art to shape the way my name. So me talking, so a woman talking about having some wop. Baby, knock it out. I hope it is because it's drunk. <laughs> but that that, that doesn't diminish the fact that you have an IQ of one fifty seven and you want to be a biochemist. You all you can be all of those things. And I think not I think I know that people want to have our identity be very reductive. We can only be one or two things when our identities are made of a weird complex state. So I'm not just Keith the rapper or Keith the brother, uncle, the, the, the lover, the crush, the you know, the weirdo, the alcoholic at the party, the dude at the strip club, the man rolling, all of these things. None of those things are definitive of how I move and I show when I interact with you. So the way you judge me is the way that I treat you. If I treat you like shit, then yeah, you can call me an asshole. But if I show it to you and, and, and appreciative of your your humanity, then if I don't like you, we'll say that I'm respectful. And so I think for the disability community, we are in that we are in that struggle where it's it's how do we break through the noise? How do we cling to the pride that we've earned in, in, in claiming sure deafness? How do we cling to that pride and to be used as a reason to be excluded from everything else. That's so you know, to, to the end that Crip Hop does the Soul Touch and Experience does it. It's it's to bring people to the that we are all human. So let's start from there. I just I I just love that because that's that's essentially at the core you know, and people are like, oh, you know, hip-hop is gutter music. I'm like, it, it's talking, if you really listen to the lyrics, it's talking about really serious stuff. Like, if you really listen, like, it's easy, you know, to, like, just you know, run all over these people and be like, oh, you know, they're just they're just saying whatever. And I'm like, it's part of a culture. Like, yeah. you don't understand that culture. And again, it's like, that's why, you know, old school, like of the 90s and the 80s, like, we love, you know, people like you're talking about, like, public enemy and like, all these alcohols, like, oh, like, you know, uh, what did you say? New kids on the block with uh, Bobby Brown with, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the Houston, but I did like prerogative. I mean, we all love that song, but like maybe I don't know. I'm digging myself, but anyway, like it's just. But I'm just saying that it. I. I don't think that's fair to say if you're an artist and you know you're having conversations with your daughters about music and you know whatever sexual themes and stuff it's like they're allowed to have their own forms of empowerment and you as a father that your daughter up daughter's up to you know acknowledge it's your choice it's your you know it's 
it's up to you. Nobody can take that stuff from you. And and again, because I mean, they're they're always taking from us, and it's just like they're always taking from the able-bodied community instead, or they're always taking from the disabled community instead of actually including us in the process. That's why I'm like, when you got your Emmy, I was like, what? Like, that's amazing. That's amazing because, yes, they wanted a certain, you know, vibe for the film. They wanted Paralympic people, and they wanted, like, a disabled score, which now we have, which is freaking amazing. And, you know, maybe we don't have people rolling up on the Emmy stage. But, Keith, that's got to be next, right? Uh, is it? Oh, no, though. Like, oh, well, see, and this is why we do what we do, baby. We make it happen. We do. I think... Um, the funny part about so so talking about Rising Phoenix, which got us to it, which got which put us on a different radar versus where we were before. So the fact that they talked about how he learned um, different ways of understanding how to provide scores for individuals who are blind, um, that it was it was it was, um, it was symbiotic. You know, it was it was he learned as much as. as um, and coming with Rising Phoenix title track, like when I finally heard when I heard the rough mix, I was like, "Oh, they, they don't, I don't, I don't think we're ready." And then I put, and then when it launched it, like people who I don't like that bit, that the Rising Phoenix, this shit, like yes, this is a this is what art. The reason you know we're disabled is because we're telling you. But if you did not know and you did put that song on, that's a banging ass song. And what is so what is so maddening for those of us who are creative is that the industry is driven by people who are creative, except you I still find you eliminate people who are creative. Right. Like, oh, let's make a movie. Well, I, respect, I, I don't know if people are gonna want to sit down the wheelchair what they don't you don't know that because you don't want to make it we you don't want to look you right. don't want to look for people there's people right here that could be doing your score that and that i think and that's what so for me it's so the movement um for me it's analogous to you know ideally i would love to see all these social justice movements stop bifurcating and start on our finale and then focusing on the, the that we are we are all like we are, as much as we want to be independent independent we are interdependent like I can't fight for justice and not fight for women's rights because then if there's still injustice then there's still injustice. like I, I love that I love you I just you don't know how many Men I've talked to her are like, ah, oh, that doesn't have anything to do with me. It has everything to do with you. Right? Every listen, I can't my um raise me. Right? So in the impact I'm branded a I'm a radical feminist. I'm a radical like, You are a radical feminist. You're okay, not politically. You know. You know, as it's it's and the goal is 
like I don't have to live your life, but it, the goal is to leave you, is to build a society where I can go to sleep and not have to worry about whether or not my daughter gonna be able to make it home. You know, whether or not if I send them off to college campuses that the men or the individuals they interact with have been smart enough to understand no means no. Or that if I'm, yeah, dealing, or if I'm dealing with people who see my son and don't and have issues of interracial couples. Like, you do understand that most man-made issues are man-made. So, if we can make them, then they have to and if you're intelligent and smart, you don't have to like who I have in my bed. It, it ain't you, right? And if you wanted it to be you, then you suck at your game. Because telling me, telling me you don't like who I like is not a term. I personally like people who have and who can talk about Ren and Stimpy and talk about the you know, theory of a black hole on conversation. That's yes. Like, so, you know, for us as a community, um, the Emmy, the Emmy for me is like, and I told you, I, I walk up to it, I, I walk past and I look at it. Are they gonna take this back? Right? Like, are they gonna take it back? So, but it, you know, but the fact that Tony, you know, that the fact that me, Leroy, and Rob put something together so long ago with the vision of having people use their talents um, is, you know, it's amazing now that we, we have the representation of that work. So, you holding space for this, excuse me, is, you know, I have to thank you again. You're, you're amazing to do because we need spaces where people can, where they can talk about right? but, you know, We won an Emmy and ain't nobody, the only people that asked me to interview, woo and I was like, hell yes. And, I'm, and you know, but this is where I am. This, I'm the community. Like the job is to be so can do this and not have to worry about social security. So go buy your private go party on the beach. <laughs> like do that you know. is, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's just not the life for disabled people. You know what I mean? Like, not yet, but it's coming. Because look, I, look, I'm sorry. I like, I like, yeah. I like Vegas. I like, I like Punta Cana. I like going to them places. I like going to them. Like, I like. Well, now that I'm older, I like sitting on my couch and watching really good shows. But. If I want to go out, I don't want to have to worry about whether or not they're going to look at me because I rolled into a restaurant, right? But, you know, I, you know, for us as a community, we have a lot of, we have a lot of skill that, you know, that if we just pull together and put down, you know, preferences of ego and just did the work. Because, again, like you, my coworker, I just got to work with you. Now, if you cute, <laughs> like, and you look over there, I'm going to help you. I, oh, my goodness. Hey, girl. I mean, we all human. That's what it is. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you ain't drinking no 40 ounces, smoking no blunt, right? Come on, let's go, let's go, right? Let's go. I mean, it's just like, but I do, I have mad respect for that because you're always talking about the work and like, 
I did a presentation this past week, and I'm like, people ask me all the time, they're like, what's your secret out here? Do you have a secret? What's your secret? I'm like, it's work. Like, it's, there's no, I mean, there is no secret. People still ask me. For, I'm sure people ask you for your any secret. Like, oh. there's no secret. You just gotta work. Like, that's what it is. Like, I'm sorry that that's the reality. I don't want to work either, but that's what it is. Like, you know. Love. I would love to have the secret to success. And, like, when people go, now, I will tell you that the irony about the fact that Crip Hop Nation, um, along with Daniel Pemberton and the rest of the Rising Phoenix crew, got, got these A's. Um, I, and again, I trade. The passive aggressiveness that has come along with with people is amazing. Um, because I mean, like, like if I wanted to step out of my accomplishment is is this is for the disability community a rare accomplishment? You have a predominantly driven product dominantly driven by people with disabilities and featured a featured artist that was that were formed from the group that started by black Yes sir. Like like a milestone along each and every path to get the fact that we position to be on the soundtrack to Wendy. Like there are there were hurdles at every step of the way. And you know and, and it would be nice Ego stroke, it would be nice that if people would go that's some shit. But I'm also understanding that I work in a community where it is much easier for people to disbelieve that you did it. Because like, I told you, be asked, is it real? Like, nah, what I did was I went to the Dollar Tree and I was like, yo, I need to roll the toilet paper, let me get an Arizona ID. She's like, I mean, like, you just be, like, buying it off the rack or whatever. Like, come on, people. Like, what? Like, he worked for it, y'all. You know what? I'm going to say something. I don't mean to interrupt you, but, like, I hate, I fucking hate, I repeat, I hate the hater culture out here. Because yeah. y'all be a bunch of freaking haters. When, you, when disabled people do something really freaking awesome, like this movie, where you have an entire team of disabled people who are creating uh, music and lyrics, and then you have a disabled team of Paralympian athletes, you know, being interviewed, and the cinematography, I'm sure, like, the cinematographer maybe was done by a disabled person, and that is the shit. And instead of seeing all these amazing disabled projects like Rising Phoenix, Crip Camp, all this shit, and shitting on it because you weren't a part of it. There you go. I mean, can we just be real for a second? Like, you're shitting on it. You're hating on it because that wasn't you. But maybe it would be you if you took the time to celebrate somebody. If you took the time to say, hey, a black Disabled man in America won an Emmy, and that's some shit. Yeah, that is some shit. Yeah. Like in a good way. Like, and we need to celebrate. But there's, 
I get it why a lot of people in the disabled community have this kind of like egocentric, like I want my work to be all about me because I'm working and I want it to be all about me. And don't get me wrong, I'm narcissistic too and I post a lot of shit about myself. But if we at least try to raise each other up, I'm sorry, Keith, and I'm sorry if this is the wrong thing to say, but I'm going to say I did not appreciate in the disabled community when we all as disabled white influencers, yes, if you're disabled and white, you have privilege. I didn't like during like all the Black Lives Matter rallies, we were just going around with our black little squares. We don't need black little squares. You need to go support black businesses. You need to amplify black voices in a real way. Wait, don't be posting your bullshit little squares. I hate those squares. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I, I will tell you that because I, I take the long view, I remember when you did anything on social media, you were called a slacktivist. A slacktivist, okay. Like this because people were holding online protests. And I remember if you didn't go to a protest, you weren't really down for the cause. Like, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a culture of protests where there are, quote, acceptable norms of move. And in the disability community, I would always, you know, not everybody can get down to the state house to do a rap, right? So if you can show up, you can show up protest the way you can, well, accept it. But that also means that you have to acknowledge what the hell is going on. So yes, it, like, I, like I, I, the day Donald Trump got up, I was in the Dells in Wisconsin. Right. I, that is a good place to be. Like, yeah. Thursday, I'm in the Midwest, like, you know, like, it's not a good place to be on that day, like. And I was in the Dells, and we were at the, we were at the disability conference, and they, and I remember people were like, in half the room, was like, Trump won, and I was half, like, oh my God. And I said, listen, the one thing, it doesn't matter if you're a woman, if you're a disabled gay or whatever, whatever, fight, you love your whiteness above all. And it's proven by the way that you, you hear that, y'all. I'm gonna clip that shit. But, I don't clip it. Cause, cause it well, and the, and again, the way we move on this side is qualitative and quantitative. So if I'm looking at data from polling, and there's a forty point swing of white college educated women from Obama to Trump, and and he's talking about all and all this able and stuff, and I'm in a room full of disabilities, and they're and they're support workers and people of color, and you're supporting it. Like that's that's why we have a lot of internal stuff. Like just be like you're on the feet who could be using the sip and puff. You need somebody, and you're using a hoya. That doesn't prevent anything. Right? Like it doesn't prevent you. It, it just makes it a little more funny, considering that you know, that your ass is hanging in oil and sees you there. You know, you can't. You know, you can be sexist and as people as you want. Your independence is not dependent upon because we know that the largest portion of people who work in the direct care facility, for color and women, 
those kind of positions are interesting to like. But in the space where we are with disabilities, we don't hold each other up. Um, you know, I think that's changing. I think it's changing. I hope it's changing. I mean, I've been in it long to have seen. Um, like, it's funny. It's like I, my mentor, my mentor, right? Like, you know, I back. So I tried to at least walk the walk. Um, but at least give people the ability to, to own who they are, to lead, um, to be proud of, you know, Drew, while you rapping and put it in Quran, right? Like if you switch when you break dancing, put it in the dance. If you can't hear, put it into the like that's it doesn't stop you from being human. What stops you from being human is a lot of others dehumanize you and not hold on to yourself. And so again, that's why I celebrate the work that you do. Thank you for putting me up on the thing. Knowledge in it. Ooh, nobody paid attention. My mama happy though. So that's good. Um, I mean, like, and that's the thing, because I feel like a lot of people, I wouldn't be like, it's amazing. I just want to remind you, because you, you're doing the humble thing. I've followed you for a while now. Like, you are amazing. Like, your team is amazing. It was an amazing accomplishment. And don't you dare let anybody out here, disabled or not, whatever, minimize it and say, oh, you know, you be going to the Dollar Tree and, like, pick it up. Like, that's just, that's just, that's pettiness. You know what I mean? Like, that's straight up pettiness. Like, and, you know, you, you are the step in the way, like, of us you know, getting that real visibility, like just reading the comments from the dad that I posted with you, like people are like, that's amazing. This needs to be on national TV. I agree. Like, where, where is that kind of news? You know, where is that kind of, where we're celebrating black disabled creators? Like, it's nowhere. Like, it's not. Like, I mean, it, I mean, we there was an article, and I don't want to misspeak her name because my real disability is I will murder names in a heartbeat. Uh, but the young woman, I do that too. I just blame my disability. No way. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we, I mean, I, I, but again, that's why I love. That's why I love my people. That's why I love you because I know dope. Like y'all are just amazingly dope. Just crazy. Just the energy is this but I also I also coming from working in independent living and doing social justice and doing public policy understand what what goes along what what exists outside of that right so for every 10 errands that I would celebrate there are like a thousand people well, uh, well she's doing it because she has this you know and if there's you know there's an economy to keeping pe people poor. There's there's profit in our in our in our group homes, our nursing homes, or poverty. There's profit in that. Yes, you know, there's no. I mean, there. You know, it, it's more profitable to get out of that. But if you're making your money keeping us in, you have no 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 beyond that. Um, and I think for for disabled creators, whether it be writers, teachers, directors, dancers, but whatever. You do, 
doing your human endeavor. Um, for for us to be in a place, I actually I think that it is it, kind of prophetic. We won an image. You know, that rising talking about the indomitable spirit and use and, and facing your disability what it is and the song talking about that as well and and it being broadcast with the Olympics like like all of that and literally nobody talks about it. Like 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 all of that like like literally like oh that's so cute. Oh look the Negro got an Emmy hooray now you know but you know it's you know I have a sense of humor about it because I, I understand which is why whenever you see me put up things it's just the work like I'm but you know domestic violence we're not accessible so we're trying to make them accessible we're talking about incarceration because of whatever we're talking about we're doing that kind of that's that doesn't come with it but it comes with the fact that humans are able to improve the quality of lives of others if we just acknowledge the human. That's where I think that's where the difference lies. I think it's interesting that you bring that up about incarceration. And, and if you guys don't know the statistics, there's a lot of disabled people who are black and incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And like that's just shit we don't talk about. Like and like you said, this kind of tokenism where they're like, Oh, you know, Keith got an Amy, good job. Like, you hey. know, I mean, you have to be careful with these awards. Again, like if your if your intent is to get the pat on the head, we all know that that's what the intent is. Right. But we know with you, Keith, and we know with my friend Lolo Spencer, who got her role on HBO's The Sex Life of College Girls, like, yeah. you know, we're going, we're breaking in, and, and yeah, it seems like a pat on the head sometimes, like, oh, like, you know, like, they're just tokenizing us, but, like, at the same time, we... I mean, this sounds bad, but we kind of need to be tokenized because there's no representation ever. Oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. That's the sad reality of our life when people are like, oh, you're just using your disability to make money. Hell yes, yeah, I'm using yeah. my disability to make money. I grew up in a trailer park, motherfuckers. I can pour all my fucking life. Like, of course I'm going to use my disability to it's, make money. It's the only thing I got. Like, it's called capitalism. You, know. you it's the old song. You got to use what you got to get what you want. Right? Yes, sir. So in, in, this, in this vein, and then this menu, um, before I have to <laughs> graciously uh, bow out, I, I, I want to just leave the world with this, uh, or leave the listeners. It's like, what you did today, what you've been doing, and, and how you push it. Um, you know, I you know, I, I get the oh my god, you but I always pull it back to the there's nothing you can't quote unquote that you don't know already, right? Like you know that do I want to be brain surgeon? Clearly I'm not trying to do that. If I have a switch, then you then your brain is like, like you're not gonna have me do that, but you got a 
the CP, like, you got the spastic thing oh. going on. Yeah. I wouldn't trust me to do brain surgery either, sure. Like, you know, like. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's, it's uh, I, 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 um, you know, but, but for the kids with disabilities and particularly for their parents, how you exist in your life is how you got to exist. What you do with your life, how you move through that space. Do you allow somebody to look at you and because you rolling in a one-arm wheelchair with no brakes to tell you that you can't win an Emmy or do you just show up with your statue? Like, it, so it's always the work. It's always the work. And all the shiny shit that comes at the end. It is those, it's sitting here and up to 20 hours writing or the editing or the doing caption or trying to promote something event that nobody cares about. And 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 doing that day after day. If you can if you can push that, I mean I took forty years, forty something years actually. And so the fact that my, my, my man fees, you skipped over a Grammy, you went straight to an Emmy. Yo, who can know this? When we were sitting in school 20 something years, 30 years ago, we were sitting there, nobody would like, because we did all those. My rhyming partner, they would tell him, Y'all dope, but we don't know how to market the guy. Why don't you do all the rapping? He's like, But he all the beat. And he write half of the if not all of them. And so I, for, for, for you, for me to be on this day is beyond an honor. Um, thank you so much. I, and I hope that the candidness, um, and just from like, disability is just that. But Erin is dope. Cause she dope. You just dope. Like, you know what I mean? And let, let your, your humanity be the beacon that people gravitate to and the reason that they can relate to you because you have a different life because, because you have a unique view on life and let it give that the world says let them celebrate so thank you so much for having me Thank you so much for being here today. I love that I was able to sit down with you finally. I just, I went off and, and I just really enjoy talking to you because you're a disabled man who really understands like what we are going through. You can hear it in the lyrics, you can hear it in the music you compose. You know, you get it. And I, even though I'm a disabled person, disabled media producer that can't pay you to be here, I know your time is very valuable. I'm broke as well. You know what? We're just out here doing our thing in hopes that maybe someday people will see and we can we can all be sitting where you're at and we can be cheering for each other Absolutely. and being like, hey, this is amazing. But other than that, like, don't don't worry about the haters. I'm stoked. Like, I'm excited. There's lots of people I know, like, that have reached out to you and celebrated you because this is such a monumentous thing. And I love, you know, that this has happened because it leads the way for other people, Keith. Like, it's, it's the most important thing that can happen 
for a community of people who never feel like they're represented in any real way. And you talking about your brakes being broken, my brakes are broken on my walker because <laughs> I don't have good health insurance. And that's a whole nother conversation. But that's the kind of representation I want to see. I want to see somebody with broken ass brakes sitting with an Emmy in their wheelchair, knowing that it's possible for us because that's the true story that we want to see. Like, we, we don't want to see the stories where everybody has, you know, the cards stacked perfectly. Right. We don't have the cards stacked perfectly. So when this does happen, like you're talking about your friends, like, could you even imagine us getting an Emmy back in the day? No. Like, this, that's why this is amazing. I want you to, like, tout that Emmy everywhere. I want you to, like, take it to the grocery store. I want you to, like, just be taking it everywhere. I take the bus, be taking it on the bus. Like, just be showing it to everybody because it's amazing. And I will not let anybody, disabled or able-bodied, minimize this achievement because it's really cool. I'm really happy I got to Hey guys, wasn't that episode phenomenal? I love all the guests I'm able to have on this podcast and I'm constantly amazed by who I'm able to get to come and talk to me. And if you guys need more disability pride in your life, consider stopping by the official Claiming Disability LLC merch store. I've got lots of original designs in there to make you feel empowered about your disability. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.